This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. show. My name's Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep within the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation, startups of the future, not necessarily those, and not necessarily in that order. It is Monday, January 19th, 2015, and it is a banner day for some, not so much of a banner day for others. It is the day... Google Glass stops going on sale. That's right, folks. The much maligned experiment by Google has uh, finally bit the dust. Well, it hasn't actually bit the dust. Basically, what's happened to it is that they've stopped selling it to people. And uh, I guess that's probably <laughs> kind of on the way to biting the dust. Because if you ask me, and I did a blog post and uh, several podcasts about this in the past is it is kind of a failed experiment. I mean, really, if you look at that thing, and if you use that thing, and I use that thing, I went, I went, um, I had a trip once when I went to Perth, Australia, and I was using it to, um, as a, on a project there, and I got intimately familiar with glass, and the first thing that I realized about it was that it was not quite there yet. Uh, first of all, I mean, the display. The display was so tiny, I could barely see it. So, uh, we had issues with the display. We had issues with the touch screen. We had issues with the, the interface. Is it, is it an audio interface? Is it a touch interface? Is it a swipe interface? Is it, you know, there, there was just so many problems with it. And I've, I've talked about this in the past, so I won't go over, over it in detail. But one of the things Google did do with glass is that it pushed forward the concept of wearables. Maybe it's not the thing that people are going to wear, and it isn't going to be the thing that people are going to wear since they're, they're shutting down the program. Glass, in its current form, probably, I, I guess, so for, maybe at some point somebody thought, maybe Sergey or, uh, probably thought that this was going to be their wearable. This was what they were going to use. This really was something that people were going to wear. And use. And I mean, it took very little time for people to be commented as glass holds. It took very little time for all sorts of bars and other places to basically say, you know, you can't use those devices in here because basically because of the camera. I mean, you could surreptitiously take pictures of people and they wouldn't even know about it. I mean, that's like wearing a spy camera on your head, but it's, it's an obvious spy camera. Are you taking my picture? Or, or even, are you even speaking to me? Maybe you're interacting with something in your screen. That's, that was a problem. It took things away from the experience. But, but I think the biggest problem with it was, so, so the interface was all messed up. And the, the, the size of the display was very tiny. And I think that was probably the thing that killed it the most. One, it was a very unfamiliar looking device. And two, 
the display was too small and not usable. And I know that they were trying to come up with with things that that would work on that kind of display. So it would just be like a notification display, sort of things that are going into smartwatches and stuff like that. I mean, basically, they, they, they really moved forward the idea of a wearable. And a lot of the things that are appeared in the glass interface and the glass display are now migrating to things like smartwatches and stuff like that. So it's not like anything was really lost. I mean, it was an interesting experiment. But the thing that it did the most is that I think it pushed forward sort of like the concept of these kind of wearable devices and these kind of things that would actually, and, 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 and it wasn't, I mean, even if their product failed, all sorts of other manufacturers got into the space. All sorts of other manufacturers got into that space and started doing interesting things in that space. They may not have been able to do anything. None of these companies would have had as much interest, as much investment, as much, uh, you know, traction had Google Glass not taken the first step, even if it was a weird first step. I mean, I've always said that at one point I went out and I searched, I did about, uh, I forget how it was, maybe about a year ago, I did a really quick internet search for competitors to Google Glass. And there was everything from meta glasses that did these sort of 3D visuals right in your the middle of your vision, all the way to the epiphany glasses where it's some kind of transparent LCD which takes up the whole frame and there were so many solutions that were better than glass that had a better display than glass and probably worked better than glass and I thought to myself well you know one of these solutions is probably the one that's going to have mass adoption I mean everybody wears glasses I mean not everybody wears glasses but there's plenty of people who wear glasses and there's plenty of people who wear sunglasses so anything that's an actual glass and looks like actual glasses would probably be okay. So if you could create a wearable device that transmitted things into your field of vision and then recorded things that you said, I mean, that was the biggest thing with, with Google Glasses. Like sometimes it wanted me to touch it and swipe it. And sometimes it wanted me to use voice commands. And sometimes it was like, make up your mind, man, make up your mind, use a voice command or a swipe command or whatever. So if we had, and see, here would be my, my design for, of Google Glass version 2 that would be work and be fantastic. It's like, A, it would look like a regular pair of glasses. B, it would cover the entire display with iconography or whatever. So the entire visual field would be able, you would be able to overlay icons and whatever onto this, in, onto this visual field and it would be translucent. So you could be looking at something and it would augment your reality by dropping things in your field of vision. And C, it wouldn't have a front-facing camera. Or if it did have a front-facing camera, it would be a very, very obvious flash or light lighting up when the front-facing camera was actually in action, and there's no way you could disable that. And it would all be audible. You talk to this thing through audible commands. None of this swiping, none of this touching, none of this weird things that you'd have to do to try to... I mean, I remember sitting there, I forget where I was, I was trying to get this thing to turn on, or I'd be standing there and I'd swipe, swipe, swipe. You know, you'd be swiping on the side of your lens. People would look at you you're like you're crazy or something. I mean, what is that? It should just be audible responses, or maybe you can control it through your smartphone. 
it was just not there yet. It wasn't there. It hadn't been thought through. And I found it actually surprising that when I did use it, that some of these things hadn't been thought through in sort of later releases of the software. It just, it just seems like the, it was always going to be experiment and it never was going to really go that far. But maybe it was just something to test the waters to see if this was the way we we're going to go. So it was a great experiment. Unfortunately, nobody can buy it anymore, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe people can start thinking about, okay, what comes after glass? What works better than glass? What kind of wearable device can we have that works similarly to this, is more socially accepted, and does a much better job interface-wise? I like From the first moment I used the thing, I realized that I wasn't it. Let's see who can come up with the next version of glass, but Google will always have that first version to look at. And let's see, V2, maybe they can get it right in the second iteration. I think it was the uh, CEO, ex-CEO of Nest is running that division now, so hopefully we'll see some good things from him. And uh, I'm hoping, because I've got, a, I've got a good feeling about wearable devices. i got a good feeling about wearable devices, big data, Internet of Things, automation, all these things finally striving to make our world seamless. And isn't that what we all want? Is Don't we want technology to make our lives better? Don't we want technology to actually make our lives easier instead of making it harder? Anyways, that's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.